0: We'll spend some time today focusing on the second reading, particularly one line from this letter of St. Paul to the Philippians, where he says, Complete my joy by being of the same mind, with the same love, united in heart, thinking one thing. This is St. Paul's call for unity in the church, Philippi, but also call for unity amongst Christians everywhere. It's this idea of unity. Being one in Christ, one is the body of Christ, is a message that is central to the gospel and the teaching of Jesus. Always important, but extremely important today when we see our nation, our society, our culture so ripped apart by division, by progressive versus conservative, black versus white, rich versus poor, etc. Not only there's division, but division has been politicized in a way that has not been in many, many years. And so all, of course, is heightened with the approaching election. Some of you probably saw that documentary on Netflix, The Social Dilemma. Now, it showed that our polarity in our nation and political issues has become much greater, particularly because of the advent of social media and the cell phone and the like. But this division in our culture over ideological lines tends to seep into the church over the course of the past several decades. And so I really believe and witnessing it and how it's getting worse that the evil one is having a field day because he knows that a house divided against itself simply cannot stand. And so it's crucial always for Catholics to work together, to work for unity, but in a particular way, it is important today. We need to be a leaven for society, a society that tends to be ripping itself apart, a witness to unity, particularly if we want to bring about or be the catalyst for authentic, long-lasting change. We've got to find, as Catholics, if differing opinions, differing emphases to be able to work for unity, particularly when maybe some people think it's impossible to find unity on different issues. And I'm going to focus on uh, what I believe to be sort of the main area of disunity and discord within the church. seem to have sort of two sides or two factions. One is the pro-life side. The pro-life side the conservative side that tends to focus on the issue of abortion wanting to eradicate abortion in our nation that's their main focus they're pro-life and they're passionate about it and the truth is I really doubt that very many people if any in this church really think that abortion is a good thing We in Southern Louisiana tend to be pro-life and passionate about it. We should be that way because we understand what abortion is. It is the deliberate intentional taking of an innocent human life in its mother's womb. And thankfully, over the decades, there's been a lot of very good work done to place restrictions and limit abortion and to repeal Roe versus Wade. But on the other side, on the left or progressive side, we have Catholics who are primarily passionate about social justice and social justice issues. They don't deny that abortion is an important Catholic issue, but they see other issues of justice as just as important, or sometimes possibly even more important, that they're part of that overall pro-life fabric. And they'll argue that we can't simply be one-issue voters that we can't just focus on abortion we have got to look at poverty and racial inequality homelessness economic injustice and the like as i've talked about over the course of the past several months we as catholics cannot ignore catholic social teaching we can't ignore catholic uh teachings on justice just because we want to focus on something else so I think it's really between these two issues that we see the main d- difference or discord or division amongst American Catholics. you get got the pro-life versus the social justice, the conservative versus the liberal, the John Paul II generation and the Pope Francis generation. But the truth is, while both of these issues are important in a Catholic perspective, we've got to start learning to work together. We've got to be able to find unity without compromising what is important and what is essential to us as Catholics. Because the infighting and the bickering, particularly making fools of yourself on social media, does not do any good for the church or for the society. So how can we do this? How can we move forward in valuing both things? I'd like to propose a way forward. The first and most important point is that we have got to admit that we as Catholics need to be pro-life and that abortion is a great evil. It's essential to our understanding of how a Catholic should act and believe in the public square. There's no way that a Catholic in good conscience can willfully support abortion or think that it is something good for a society. But we also have to realize that this is not a religious issue. Abortion is something that every reasonable individual should be against. Why? Because it's not a matter of religion to understand that from the moment of conception, in that one single cell, all of the genetic material that will ever be in your body is present. Nothing is ever added there. It's present there from the very moment. All that happens is the division of the cells that grow up into the billions of cells that compose the body, that compose the human being. But what you will become is present there in that single cell. It's on a substantial level the DNA that makes us human beings individual members of the human species. You can look at the DNA and know you're not a member of the elephant species or the bird species or anything else. So as a result, abortion, no matter what the stage is the deliberate taking of a human life, just at maybe possibly a very early stage of development. But just because you're at an early stage of development does not mean that you are not a human being. And so, as a result, abortion is not acceptable. It is a violent act, and in some level, I think, attributes to the violence in our society, in our nation, in our world. It's a profound violation of human rights, similar to slavery and similar to genocide. And a civilized society ought not promote or accept it, and it is the issue par excellence. Imagine if someone said, well, I'm opposed to slavery, it's really bad, but there are all these other issues that are just as important. No, they're not. Slavery would be the most important issue. Oh, you know, genocide, it's a really important issue, but there are all these other economic issues we have to pay attention to, too. No, it doesn't work that way. There are certain issues that trump other issues, and abortion If it is what it is, is one of those issues. It has got to be primary. But here's the key. And here's the way that although we can accept that, we can begin to work in unison with each other. Because both Catholic, Christian, and secular sources agree that there is an intimate link between abortion and poverty, particularly in the United States. You can look online and find all kinds of statistics. These are from the USCCB website. It says in 2005, a study that was done, 73% of women undergoing an abortion said not being able to afford a baby now was the reason for the abortion. And that number rose to 81% in the same survey for women who were below the federal poverty line. And while the abortion rate for American women declined by 8% between 2000 and 2008, and it continues to decline, among poor American women, it increased by 18%. And This is a result of what we call the feminization of poverty. There are more women than men in poverty, specifically more women than men, than deep poverty comes a result of the breakdown of the family. So many single mothers out there, many of them with multiple children, and many of them victims of some form of abuse, who are dependent upon government assistance and are alienated from larger support systems in the community and in the society. And so they believe that they cannot afford to raise a child, and therefore, attempted to choose the option of abortion. But economic pressure and government abortion policy can combine with this attitude of this feminization of poverty to make the situation worse. One study found, according to the USCCB website, that poor women on Medicaid had twice the abortion rate of other women in their state, because the government is going to pay for it. And if the state's Medicaid program paid for elective abortions, their abortion rate was more than four times that of other women. And what's to make it worse is Planned Parenthood and other abortion providers prey on the economically disadvantaged, particularly in poor neighborhoods and urban environments. So if we believe that abortion is an evil and we are passionate about being pro-life as Catholics and reasonable human beings, we course need to work to elect pro-life candidates to work for pro-life legislation and judges but we also if we are going to accomplish something and work in unison need to work to reduce poverty and situations that lead women to choose abortion and this is why the social justice the catholic social teaching issue is important particularly in Battling for the dignity of the human person, the woman, and the breakdown, or countering the breakdown of the family and having just economic systems. Just because someone says, I'm against poverty, look at what they advocate. What's been happening for the past 40 or 50 years, in a general sense, has not really uh, alleviated poverty. In a lot of sense, it's made it worse. Just because you say you're against poverty or your policies are against poverty doesn't mean it actually bears in truth and reality. And so we've got to realize that these two issues are connected. You know who did? St. John Paul II. If you look at his document on human life, Evangelium Vitae, he says this, there are situations of acute poverty, anxiety, or frustration in which the struggle to make ends meet, the presence of unbearable pain or instances of violence, especially against women, make the choice to defend and promote life so demanding as sometimes to reach the point of heroism. So that's why, if we are really pro-life, we are going to do what we can as individuals, as a church and society, to accompany and support these women who are faced with this choice, to let them know there is another and better option than abortion to wrap this up and talking about that need for unity as Catholics. We had a little staff meeting and someone came and taught us about how to, to work more efficiently as a staff and he taught us the difference between agreement and alignment. Well, as a team, or as a church, or as people of different opinions, we're not going to be in total agreement in all things. We may disagree in what is the most important or how we should handle this issue or that issue, what should be the main focus, whatever it is. We can't always be in complete agreement, even as Catholics. However, we can be in alignment. We can be in alignment that we believe that we should be working for a culture of life, not only by working to bring an end to an abortion and a change of hearts and laws, but also the alleviation of poverty in order to affect the life issues and bring about the culture of justice and love. Amen.